welcome to Leadership Tips with Jared. This is the show where we will cover some quick tips to make you a better leader and communicator. I'm Jared Albrick, owner of Albrick Training and Design, LLC, and on each episode, I'm going to take my life experiences as a military officer and a corporate leadership trainer and provide you with short, bite-sized, practical leadership tips. Tips you can start working on as soon as the episode is over. By taking the small bite approach, you're much more likely to put these tips into practice quickly and the skills are much more likely to stick becoming a permanent part of your leadership toolkit. Whether you're a seasoned leader or just taking your first steps into the leadership arena, the intent of this show is for you to take a few minutes, focus on one thing you can improve, and then see the positive results. Let's get into today's topic difficult conversations. And by this, I mean you're having a conversation with someone who is likely to have an emotional, difficult response to the topic. So for example, you may be speaking to an employee who's been showing up late a lot lately and trying to correct that behavior. Chances are you're going to get a very defensive person. You're going to get angry people or sometimes sad. Either way, we're talking about a strong emotional response to the topic. So it's going to be difficult. So I'm going to give you four things you can do in this scenario. Now, keep in mind, these topics we're going to talk about don't just apply to a leadership scenario, although they do. You can use these topics from peer to peer, even dealing with your supervisor, even dealing with your home life, your friends, your spouse, whatever. Oftentimes, we find ourselves in these difficult, emotionally charged conversations. And what happens there? Well, we'll get into that. So let me give you your four tips. Here's your four tips for more successfully navigating difficult conversations. Tip number one, maintain your own level of emotions. A lot of these tips are easy to say but hard to do, but with a little practice, you can get good at it. Tip number two is ask a lot of questions and try to refocus to the topic at hand. Keep the topic of conversation focused. We'll get into that. Tip three, show some empathy. Once again, when someone's giving you a very angry or negative emotional discussion, showing people empathy is not normally the first thing you want to do. We'll talk about it. And then tip number four, I call it pick your spots. Be smart about where you have these conversations. So we'll go into each one of those briefly, give you a description, and then we'll wrap up for today. So let's go back to that first one. Maintain your own level of emotion. Easy to say, hard to do. As humans, when someone pops off with us in a very angry way, as these difficult conversations can often go, it is our natural response to try to meet that same level of emotion. Well, you want to be a jerk to me? Well, I'm going to be a jerk to you. We either meet or exceed the level of anger and emotion. And what you have there is an argument and not a conversation. The whole point of this is to take it from an argument to an actual productive conversation. And that's never going to happen when both parties have high emotions. In fact, it's never going to happen when either of the parties have high emotions. So before you can even have that conversation, you need to diffuse a little bit. And using step one, maintaining your own level of emotion. Keep it even keel. Don't let the other person rattle you. Easy to say, hard to do. It's going to take practice. We've all seen people in our lives who are good at this. And God bless those people because it's something I've had to work on for years. Okay, so let me just be very honest with you. This is a challenge for me too, but maintain your own level of emotion. When someone's coming at you with the rah, 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 anger, keep it on an even keel. Don't get into the argument. Just have a discussion. Don't raise your voice. Don't use strong language. Don't use accusatory tone. Don't do name calling. All these things will serve you to get the conversation to an actual conversation and not an argument. Let's get into tip two. 
Tip two, one of my favorites. Ask questions and try to keep focus on the topic. Okay, tip two is wonderful. All right, we ask questions for a reason. Each and every one of us. Our brains are wired the same way. Your brain at any given moment is operating in one of two ways. It is operating in emotional mode or rational mode. They don't normally operate together. It's usually one or the other. So what you want people to be in for a good conversation, obviously rational mode. You don't want them to be in emotional mode. Tough conversations, like the ones we're talking about today, the other person will often start out in emotional mode. We talked about that, a strong response, anger, sadness, whatever emotion it is, it's usually a strong emotion. You've got to get rid of that so you can have a conversation. Asking questions is the key to this. And be genuinely interested in their response. For example, if you use our early example and you say to your employee, hey, you've been late a couple times this week and that's not like you. Let's sit down and talk about how we can fix this. You might get a strong emotion. Oh, I didn't know you were looking over my shoulder. Uh, You came in late two times last month and I didn't say anything. You know, that kind of hit back. That's where you don't get caught up. That's where you go back to step one, maintain your level of emotions. And now you step two, ask questions. Okay, questions like, I see you're upset. Okay, so tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on is a great question to ask. Let them tell their side of the story. Let them vent a little bit. That will go a long way. They need to get the emotions out before they can have the conversation. So ask questions. And remember, I told you people are operating in either emotional brain or they're in rational brain and you want them in rational. And the greatest way you can kick someone's brain from emotional to rational is to ask them a question because simple biology dictates they have to go to rational to answer the question. So once you've let them tell their side, keep asking questions. You know, how long has this been going on? What are some things I can do to help you? These are powerful questions that you can use in the conversation that they will answer and you'll notice the tone of the conversation will go from that very angry response down to something very manageable okay ask questions and be interested in the answers and always try to focus back to the topic sometimes people when they're angry want to want to venture out into other topics you know you're getting on me for this you never talked to eric over there about whatever whatever behavior he has okay that's what i call the blame thrower not the flamethrower but the blame thrower trying to change the topic And your simple response to that is, oh, I'll I'll deal with that in time. But right now I'm focused on getting your life better. I'm focused on getting you on the road to improvement. Now, let's talk about how we can do that. Notice I say we a lot. Make it a collaborative effort. People tend to respond to that. So again, we're all right, back to number one. We're maintaining our own level of emotions. Number two, we're asking questions, focusing on the topic, letting them vent, letting them tell their side of the story, letting them feel like they're part of a conversation instead of you just dictating to them, boom, 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 you know, you're terrible, you're awful, and you need to improve. No, it's a conversation where they can help solve their own problems. Tip number three, I told you to show some empathy. That goes nicely into the the questions we were asking in tip number two. Showing empathy is not something we're wired to do when someone's giving us a strong, emotional, negative response. We're not wired that way. Like I said, we want to hit back and we certainly don't want to say, oh, well, we understand and, you know, we don't want to coddle them. And I want to be very clear here. Empathy and sympathy are not the same thing. Okay. Sympathy would be like, oh, everything's going to be all right and you hug them and it's going to be okay. You don't necessarily need to use that. In fact, I would prefer you to use empathy, which is just identifying the strong emotion, telling them you understand. When you get that strong response and they're very upset, if they come at you, I can't believe this, you blindsided me, blah, blah, blah. And you come back with, hey, listen, I I see you're upset. And if I was, you know, confronted with this first thing in the morning here on a Monday or whenever it is, 
I'd certainly be upset too. But you know what? I'm here to work with you. I want to iron this out. I want to get things back on track. All right. See how we put the positive spin and we identified that they have the emotion and it's okay to have that emotion. They need to know that it's okay. Anybody would be angry in this moment and you need to identify that. So once again, we keep going back to this. You can have a conversation and not an argument. Let's get to that final tip. Pick your spots. What location works best? It can be very intimidating and it will tend to ratchet up the emotional response if you have picked a spot that's very formal, like they're sitting right across the desk from you and your fingertips are steepled and you're looking down uh, the bridge of your nose at them. These are all physical area choice problems. You want to pick an area that's comfortable, that encourages discussion. Again, it's not a one-way discussion. You're not telling them, boom, 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 boom. You want to solve a problem. You're there to solve a problem, which requires a discussion. So try not to do the formal thing. Maybe a more informal, sitting next to one another on a couch. Anything like that. Anything to break up that very formal disciplinary feel. When you're just trying to solve a problem. Once I got a tip from one of the people in my classes. Great tip. I've remembered it for years. This person said he finds it best to have a difficult conversation while walking around. When he wants to have a tough-to-have conversation, he gets the employee and says, Hey, come take a walk with me. And they walk and talk. Physical movement is a very smart way to do things. It naturally relieves tension. So if you can take a walk with the employee and have the discussion while you're walking and talking, it will tend to go better. Now, obviously, when we pick our spots, let's hit the big red alarm button for where we don't do it. All right. We don't do it in front of others. We do it privately. Anytime you're going to have a difficult conversation, you do it privately, not in front of all the other coworkers. Now, you may work in an area where it might be smart to have another supervisor or manager or some other leader in the room with you just as someone who can be a witness to make sure things don't go crazy. Not only that, but they can serve to help manage your emotions. Remember, you know, step one, maintain your own level of emotion. That person can help you do that. You can tell them, listen, this guy I'm about to talk to gets under my skin. I want you in the room, not only as a witness, but if I start flaring up my level of emotion, you can kind of tap me on the shoulder and say, you know, let's take a break for a minute. You can be my my smart guy, my, my removed from the emotion person in the room, okay? So I've thrown a lot at you, but it really boils down to the four main points when you're having a difficult conversation. Main point number one, maintain your own level of emotion. Stay cool, stay calm. If you get into an argument or a battle with an employee or a subordinate who wins, they do because you're in charge. You do not get dragged down to that level. Maintain your own level of emotion. Easy to say, hard to do, gonna require practice, but focus on it and you can do it. Number two, ask questions and focus on the topic. Get them out of the emotional brain into the rational brain, okay? That's what you want. You do this by asking questions, hearing them out, letting them vent their side of the story. You don't have to agree with their side of the story. It might not even make sense to you, but just letting them get it out and being a good listener can help defuse the emotions and get you from argument to conversation. Step three was show empathy. Identify with the emotions. Tell them, I understand. I'd feel the same way in your position. But let's figure out how to solve this together. Always together. Always we. Solve it. Collaborative. That will go a long way. Show the empathy. Be a little collaborative. And finally, pick your spots. Never in public. Always in private. Maybe on a walk. Maybe in a less threatening area. 
maintain the emotions, ask questions, show empathy, and pick your spots. And you can't go wrong. And that is a wrap on today's topic. I challenge you to focus on today's lesson of difficult conversations. Now, don't try to change everything at once. Let's just take today's lesson or even part of today's lesson and practice it. If you can't work on all four of those steps, pick two of them and work on it. Anything you can do will be an improvement. You might be amazed at how a tiny change in your tactics can yield amazing results. And by the time the next episode comes out, today's lesson will become a permanent part of your leadership skill set. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Jared Albert from Albert Training and Development, LLC. If you'd like to contact me with a question or a comment or request a topic for a future show, you can find the show in the following places. On Twitter, we are at LTWJPod. That's Leadership Tips with Jared Pod, just nice and condensed. At LTWJPod. Facebook, we're also LTWJPod. You can email me directly at Jared, that's J-A-R-R-O-D, at albrechtnd.com. And yeah, I'll spell that for you. At albrecht, A-L-B-E-R-I-C-H-T-A-N-D-D. So at albrechtnd.com. And of course, you can visit the website, which is albrechtnd.com. And as a reminder, A-L-B-E-R-I-C-H. I know it's a messed up name. I blame my parents. Anyways, thanks again for being here. I will see you next episode. And remember, the only person's behavior that you can change is your own. If you make that commitment, you will be amazed at how it changes other people around you. We'll catch you next time. podcast is an Albrick Training and Design LLC production. Copyright 2020. The intro and outro music is provided by Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N 99.